the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In steadfast obedience to God's call upon his life, Pastor Rander continues to challenge us with stimulating questions that we must answer if we are to live a committed, God-filled life. We cannot reach our full potential short of giving God, rather than this world, our very best. The only way we can maximize our God-given capacity is to walk by faith at all times and in all things. God's Word tells us that we must look to the hills for help. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Thank you for joining us today. As you listen in, you'll want to take notes. So keep pen and paper handy. I love the people of God. My wife worked. We got up in the middle of the night. We worked. And we still work all times of the day and all time of the night. Listen, we do this not for money, not for pain, fame, not for power. We doing it because one day we got the answer to God and I love you too much. I have to give an account to every one of you. And the fact of the matter is, I don't know if I'm doing a good enough job with those I have to not even deserve another member joining this church. To be quite honest with you, we have over a thousand members, two services. I am to equip you to do the work of the ministry. You know, now we do our visitations, but who do you go visit? Amen. Who do That's your job. It's our job. We are saved to serve. Amen. The harvest is plentiful. But you all, there is a ministry and there is a job for you. And you are not here by accident. I don't care if you don't know who your mama, your daddy was. Listen, God knows who you are. And you have you are people of worth and you are people of importance and you are people of value. And God has a divine assignment. Why don't you check in to God and say, what would you have your servant to do? Number eight, why must we work? We cannot hear the Lord say, well done, unless we've been a faithful servant. That's big. We can't hear him say, well done, unless we've been a what? Turn to Matthew chapter 25, verse 23. Matthew 25 and 23. We can't hear him say, well done, unless we've been a what? A faithful servant. Um, Look what it says in Matthew 25, 23. The Lord said to him, well done, good and what? Servant. You have been faithful over a what? Few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Now, how can God tell you well done? And when you leave here, you you leave, you, you can't even hang around to find out one person's name. What is he going to say well done for? And all you've done, you received the word, but you didn't do nothing with it. You didn't encourage anybody. You didn't bless anybody. You frowned when it was time to give. You made everything an issue, mountains out of molehill, 
fighting over the wrong stuff. And then God's supposed to tell you, well done. Folks don't know whether you're going or coming, walking around with a chip on your shoulder. And what God is saying, listen, I'm not going to tell you well done until you've proven yourself to be a good and faithful servant. Your mama might say well done. Your daddy may say well done. But when Jesus say well done, then it's well done. Amen. Number nine. Why must we work? We must work because the Lord is coming back with his reward. That's why we work. The Lord is coming back with his reward. Look at Revelation twenty two twelve, last book of the Bible, last chapter of the Bible. Revelation twenty two twelve. Look what it says. We must work because the Lord is coming back with his reward. Revelation chapter 22, verse 12. Look what it says. And behold, I am coming how? Quickly. And my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his what? According to his what? Okay, wait a minute. But in order to get the reward, you got to have some what? No works, no what? Is that plain? Now, when Jesus says, I'm coming quickly, and he says, I'm not coming empty-handed, I got something for those who worked. For those who worked. That's why I prepare so hard. That's why I preach so hard. I don't sit up here. You never see me stand up here not knowing what to say. I act like I don't know what I'm talking about. Because, listen, I got to give an account to God for every message I preach. Amen. And you're going to give an account to God for every time you sat here and didn't do nothing with the words you heard. Did you hear what I just said? You're going to give an account to God. Some of y'all forgetting about the fact that you got the answer of God and God's going to evaluate your life. You Listen, you get evaluations on your job or in the military. Sometimes you get demoted because you're not doing nothing. Some of y'all get to heaven, you're going to gladly get there. And when you get there, all that stuff done with bad attitudes and wrong motives and pride and power and all this stuff. You be there, your soul is saved, but all your works burned up. You know why? He said, I wanted to bless you, reward you, but your attitude, what you thought about the pastor, what you said about him, what you said about another member. You couldn't get along with nobody. You sit there and wouldn't have speech, walking around folk. I can't reward you. Just come on in here and make the most of heaven. say amen. amen and behold I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work that's in my Bible and I'm not taking it back number 10 it's time to work oh God help me preach this message it's time to work because of the brevity of life oh God help me. It's time to work because of the brevity of life. The the, the text says in John 9, 4, the night is coming when no one can work. Let me tell you something. Dead folk don't work. I'm working all I can while I can because when y'all roll Pastor Randy E. Draper Sr. in here, my working time is over. And some of y'all need to stop. Don't be slobbered over me. You didn't help me. You killed me. I'm going to be grabbing. Oh, pastor. Oh, pastor. Maybe pastor would be here if you did something. 
You worked me into a heart attack. <laughs> the night's coming. I can't wait. Listen, Mary Nathan will get another pass and go on. I'm doing all I can while I can. I'm going to build while I can build. And we're going to do everything with this land we can do. Because I know my time is short. I only got a window time to do whatever I'm going to do. And you know why I'm doing it for the Lord. And I know I'm doing it for the Lord. Because folk are too quick to forget what you did. You see my picture in there? 40 years later, folk will be saying, who, who was that man? Who was that lady? They ain't going remember me. That's why you got to make sure you're doing it for the law. You know, the, the person who invented vaccine for polio. You don't know who is, you don't know his name. Amen. Look at that. The vice presidents, three presidents ago. Some of y'all don't know his name. Not even presidents. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that people that have made significant contribution to humanity, they get the hoopla, man, oh, here's a good one. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Man, we had a meeting here Wednesday night, and we got home. If y'all went on home, y'all got to see the last, that, the part of, last end of that Texas-USC uh, game. How many of y'all saw that game? Now y'all act like you're so spiritual. You ain't seen no game. Okay. okay, you don't know nothing about that. All right. What's that quarterback? Now, y'all know that man should have won the Heisman. He proved it the other night, didn't he? I was pulling for him. Boy, he got 10 points behind. I said, hold oh, it and lost it. I, I was giving up on him. But he came back and pulled him out. Everybody shouting and all these, everybody down there. Hours later, well, just first in line at what, buying those T-shirts. What's that place that stole? Academy. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And, uh, but you know what? A year or two from now, folks are not going to know who Vince Young is. Who played in the Super Bowl three Super Bowls ago? Who was the quarterback? Or what was the scope? You, you see what I'm talking about? Huh? All that money you spent and came tied and don't remember who played. How many of you know who God is? How many of you know he wakes you up in the morning? How many of you know he saved your soul and made you How many of you know he put running in your feet and clapping in your hand? I mean, listen, let me tell you something. As long as I have King Jesus, that's enough. That's enough. I ain't worried about who remember me. As long as God knows who I am. Worry about folk getting mad at you. Folk gonna get mad at you when you do good. They gonna get mad at you when you do bad. You gonna be misunderstood. Don't worry about that. Make sure the Lord says well done. You can't please folk. But folk don't have a heaven or hell to send you to either. Life is short. Look at James chapter 4, 14. Y'all hanging with me? James 4, 14. James chapter 4, verse 14. Oh, God help me. James chapter 4, verse 14. Look what it says. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. I got news for you. You don't even know what's going to happen tonight. For what is your life? Say my life. It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. You ever seen vapor out of a little steam pot, little coffee cup, and your little vapor goes up and a moment it's gone? That's your life. That's my life. 
That means you are here just in a moment's time. That's all. And you know what? If time is that short, don't you think you need to get in a hurry? Uh, huh? You mean you're not going to get in a hurry? You ought, first of all, you ought to get in a hurry and get saved. And then you ought to get in a hurry to work. Jesus says, I must work. You know why? He knew he didn't have long. 33, he was out of here. You're going to die. And if God showed you your death date, you'd hurry up and start to work. The fact of the matter is, many of us may not make it out of this year. If you knew that December 1st, you'd be gone, how would that affect your attitude and how you treat folk and how you work right now? Now, we're going to do about three more, uh, and then we're going to stop. I'm going to tell you this next time because I don't want you to choke. Okay? Let's transition. Why is it that many of you have good church attendance but no work? I'm not going to finish it because it's about 11 of these, and uh, I don't want to choke you. Why is it that many of you have good church attendance but do no work? That's a good question. I must work the works. But why folks sit here, got good church attendance, but no works? Number one, maybe it's because they haven't experienced genuine salvation. Because when you're really saved and you really know the Lord, you love him so much that you, you are not satisfied sitting down on God. You're not satisfied. You're, the God who lives in you makes you even when you don't want to. You know, anybody know what I'm talking about? You ever, you ever came and served and you know you were all messed up inside. You know you wasn't right, but you drug yourself out of here and then God got a hold of you and all of a sudden God stimulated you. Maybe it's because you haven't experienced genuine unsaved folk can't work. (laughs) Number two, maybe it's because you haven't planted yourself in the church. They're too busy church hopping. They haven't planted themselves in the church. They're too busy church hopping. One day you're at Cornerstone. Next day you're at Wayside. Next day you're at Antioch, Second Baptist, Maranatha, or Resurrection, and bounce over to Good news. And then you bounce back over. You want to be first prayers. Then you want to be a Presbyterian one day. And now you're Lutheran. Now you come back. You're non-denominational Bible teacher. <laughs> Listen, when are you going to get yourself still in a church? Because if you are not a, a member of a local church, you are out of the will of God. And God's going to call you into an account. Why would God establish his church and then give you a choice as to whether you should show up or not? Huh? Now y'all scared to say amen. amen. Church hoppers can't get nothing. Listen, you see this a beautiful plant? It is beautiful. Now it's already going to die because it ain't, you know, it's, it's going, you know, two days later it's going to wither. But you know what? Let's just take this. I gave you this plant and you wouldn't put it in the ground. You put it on your, near the front porch, but you say, uh-oh, those kids, those bad children. They always... They always plant. They're going to walk all over this pretty plant. So you get, you unplug it, you, un, you dig it up, and you plant it to this side. Oh, I forgot. My dog's over there, Lassie over there. <laughs> <laughs> then you take it up, and then you go put it on this side. You know, and then some, you got another reason over there. What's going to happen to this plant? Why is it going to die? 
It wasn't there long enough to catch root. And some of you all can't do what you could do for God because you don't stay long enough anywhere to catch root. And some of you don't want to catch root because you don't want to be accountable. A lot of folk love hiding, dipping and dabbling and darting so nobody can find you. But God knows where you are. Y'all understand what I'm saying? When you going to catch root? Somebody can ask you a tough question. Somebody ask, where you been? I haven't seen you in two weeks. You don't want nobody to ask you that. Huh? You want to be a mysterious member. You know, we live in a day now where folk don't even believe in church membership. They don't want to sign their names or nothing. But listen, on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 souls came to Christ. Somebody was keeping count. The book of Numbers is dealing with counting. A whole book on Numbers. Now, you don't have to join, you don't have to sign. What do you mean? You don't get a bachelor's degree without signing. Amen. Huh? You don't work a job without signing your name. You don't even join a club or sorrow or something without signing. Come to church. I'm just going to come. That's where I go. You don't have going here. Won't y'all say, look how quiet y'all get. You are to join a church. You put yourself on authority and accountability. You need to be able to answer somebody. You're not that important. Amen. If you saw how close death was, you'd have been up here. Life is short. I've seen folk who look so good and they die. You lost a cousin the other day. The spouse turned over, the cousin, the, the spouse dead. When you have to be sick to die. You better hurry up and get yourself up here. And you know what? And I'm not saying that so you can join this church. This church is not for everybody. Some folk don't like sermons like this. Some folk just like sermonettes. They want to be Christianettes. I'm not getting up here and I'm not quoting no Shakespeare. You need Jesus' spear. Amen? I've come up here with one book because this is the only book going to set you free. And I don't really care about how you feel, but y'all keep coming back because I love you enough to tell you the truth. That's why you keep coming back because the world is filled with lies. Deceptions all over television, all over the internet. Everywhere you look is lie, lie, lie. But you come here and get the gospel truth, that's your hope. That's your hope. I love you too much not to tell you the truth. That's why I try, I do my best to live the truth. You don't see my name all on Express News, Pastor Mary Fifth Wife. <laughs> Pastor Punch Deacon out. They're quick to put preachers on the news, bring them off in handcuffs. If they, one day they may cuff me, but they're going to cuff me because I wouldn't change my position on the gospel. Amen. Church, let's do one more. Then we're done. I hope y'all come back next week. Number three. Number three. Why is it that many who have good church attendance do, do no work? Number three, because they are too preoccupied with their own personal agenda. You can't work because it's all about you. It's where you got to go, where you got to fly. 
Well, you got to visit. You know, you got to wash your dog, wash your car, manicure your lawn, manicure nails. Amen. You, you got to catch the Spurs. You got to catch the playoff NFL. I don't care about the NFL game being here on today. We're going to have communion tonight. Amen. Are you going to be here? Amen. Last time we had a record-breaking breaking attendance, that last communion service. Listen, but some of y'all ain't broke no attendance. <laughs> you don't even show up to be in attendance. And what I'm saying to you today, beloved, is that if you're wrapped up in your own personal agenda, listen, there was no room for Jesus in the end. But I got another question for you. Is there any room for Jesus in your schedule? Now, it's time to work. Enough is enough. And y'all, I got, you don't, you believe me. I got so much more I got to say. This message is not half through. But it's to help jumpstart us into a good relationship with God and to put us on track Because I am concerned about your whole life, living the balanced Christian life to the glory of God. I am responsible for you. But then again, you're responsible for yourself. What are you going to do? It ain't everybody else. It's me. It's you. You got to answer to God. And it's time to work. But let me tell you something. Don't you dare work. Till you get saved. Because you know what? I close with this. What scares me the most is folk who are working but not saved. You singing, not saved. Audiovisual, not saved. Nursery, not saved. Library, not saved. Missions, not saved. Just working. I never forget a church I, I pastored years and years ago. I remember this is the name. I said this illustration many years ago. And I was preaching, and I was preaching my heart out. Oh, I guess I was about 31, 32, 33 at the time. And um, this young lady came out the choir with her robe on and sat down in the chair. Everybody was watching. And when I asked her to have a word, she said, Pastor Draper, I said, what? I just got saved. Out of the choir, just got saved. Folk were looking at all crazy. I said, y'all leave her alone. Because there's still some of y'all in here still ain't saved. At <laughs> least she knows who she is and who she is now. She, she, would, she, would, she didn't care about who was looking at her and saying, now she surely can sing. Yeah. Are you a preacher and not saved? Deacon and not saved? A coordinator and not saved? Outreach leader not saved, Sunday school teacher not saved. Listen, that is what you call going to hell the hard way. You, listen, you, don't have to, you don't have to go to hell from the church. If you're going to go to hell, just go straight. I mean, you're going to sing in here, get up here at 8 o'clock, bring your Bible, dress yourself up when you could have been at home sleep. And raising all hell and living like the devil and doing whatever you want to do, then go straight to hell. You come into church and go to hell from the church, that's going to hell the hard way. Because you don't have to come in this house to go to, to go to hell. You can go straight. Have your fun. Listen, you're gonna go to hell. Do all you can do. Then go to hell. 
Why don't y'all say amen? amen? That's going to hell the hard way. There are some pastors too. Here's a deeper thought. I'm trying to get, look, I won't leave me. There are some pastors who ain't saved. And you know what? And yet they preach a gospel that saved you. You go to heaven and they go to hell. How do you understand that? Now, don't try to figure that out. But you know why? You say, how could I get saved from a person who's lost? You know why? Because the power was not in that man. The power was in the word. Let's say it together. It's time to work. Let's say it. A little bit louder. A little bit louder. One more time. These tables are all around these halls for you to get out of that pew and go to work. And all God's children said, let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you. Father, I preach my heart out and uh, because I love you so much. And I love your people that you assigned me to. They are so precious to me. And I love this flock so dearly. It's nothing I wouldn't do for them. Because I realize I only have a season to do what you've called me to do. And then I go to be with you. Father, since life is so short, may these who are here be stimulated to love and good works committing their life, trusting you alone for Savior, then going to work till the day is done. Because your word says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man, no woman, no child can work. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. And all God's children say Scripture tells us that in order to live according to God's plan for our lives, we must be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. It also tells us that we must forget our past and look toward those things that are ahead. In addition to the gift of a brand new year, God has given us the gifts of keeping the past where it belongs and looking to the present and the future, doing new things in him that shall spring forth. Isn't that good news? If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more teachings by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.